coordinated dance we practiced a few years ago, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> the one where you, the one, the one where you go in slow motion and lift your leg over and my then head, you tilt and then your head back, and and you uh, throttle it, that good. throat muscle until it can't be throttled any longer. Oh God! All right, this isn't a good. Uh, this is not a good intro. Uh, <laughs> hello, everybody. Welcome to Untold Stories That Are True. I'm James. This is Andre. I am Andre, and you are listening to the first ever episode. Boom of. Untold stories that are true. This one centered around the topic it's of... It's better than it sounds. We're both experts on all the subjects that we talk about this season. Um, yep, just a fore, forewarning. We have all the facts uh, straight yep. straight from the source yep. every single time. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, we would appreciate it if maybe you uh, rated this podcast or commented about it or shared it with a friend. Or subscribed. Um, or subscribed. And preferably know. do all of these things before you even listen. Yeah, just just go in completely, completely blind and just blind. absolutely Start just Start like, clicking. Yeah, you got to have faith that we know everything and that this is the greatest show you'll ever watch. Let's get to it. All right. All right, uh, how do we start this podcast? Um, it's a great question because we don't know what it's called, so... Boom, so let's just go into it. So let's, let's go, just into, go it. into it. Welcome Today. to Two Peas on a Pod. This is... Two Peas in a Pod. We're, I'm your host, Shannon Stanley. And your other co-host, Probes Lo- Loves- Lovesley. Probes Lovesley. Probes, Probes Lovesley. And uh, today's topic is... The Future. Today we're doing a deep dive into the future. We're gonna we're gonna take a step into our time machines, and we're gonna we're gonna figure out what is on the other side of tomorrow. That is the yeah. That's the main goal, I would say. I mean, not a real like not really a big deal. You know, what I'm saying it's not a big deal. Like it's just it depends on what you consider a big deal. Like if you consider true facts about what's gonna happen a big deal, then maybe. But like you just you just covered the future right there, basically like. Every moment, every new moment is, is the, the future. future. The future is now. Future is now. And it's right now again. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, do you ever think about that? You know, like, just the future being right now. Like, this is it. Oh, there it was. Future. Yeah. Like, we're living in the future in a lot of ways. Because End it. The podcast is over. That's it. Oh, okay. Shoot. We got to the, we got to the <laughs> bottom of that. Real quick, center of that Tootsie Pop was like two licks long. <laughs> no, I agree though. And it's weird also, I think that maybe that feeling comes up for us now versus, you know, 10 years ago when we'd be doing these things because as we age, we can look back at our lives and be like, whoa, like, wait, I used to be that, but now I'm this. So like time has passed. But for me, yeah. it's always felt like I've been the same person. So you, you get a better glimpse of the future as you, as you age because you see it yourself yeah. in yourself. <laughs> as time i mean like the future is just around the corner every moment that you, every moment that passes you're seeing the future uh, I, it depends on how you look at it we can look at this with a broad brush sure let's paint it with a broad brush or we can take a short dip you can narrow straight down like you think about you think about uh you think about ca- you think about cars and, and automation with cars and you think about where that leads mm-hmm. you can paint it with a broad brush and be like well semi-truck drivers 
will be replaced. Like, we'll probably all be replaced. We'll probably all just be sitting passengers. Semi-truck drivers was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> I think semi-truck drivers is like the first sort of phase that's going to yeah. really take place. Like, or, I think that's the first serious automation that they were putting forth is, is, the, so? is being well, able to do cargo. We're already seeing it in, like, grocery stores. Mm, self-checkout. You know? Yeah, automation. The future happens so gradually, but also so you know it's day by day. It's it's gradual, but we're on that exponential updraft where it's just like like you're saying now is the future and tomorrow will be the future because it seems like every single day. Like I used to be uh, subscribed back when I did Reddit a lot back when I had my day job and was bored out of my mind. I had this Reddit thread or Reddit page that I uh, that I visited called like it was something to do with technology, like and and. Every week they would release like technology this week, like what's new in technology this week. And they'd have like five to seven different little snippets of things. And you read each one of those and you're just like, oh, what yeah, in the hell like this is all happening right now. So in a lot of ways, technology and, and the shift is gradual, but I think we're on it's an exponential curve. And we're like we're on the skyrocket part of it, at least it seems to me, because we have so many people working on so many things that uh that it does make the future exciting. It also makes the future scary because there's just, it makes it scary. It makes it scary. So let's, maybe that's, let's start right there. Do you think there's going to be a future <laughs> or does, the, or does this alternate thing ever future? air? Does this ever an air? alternate future? Oh. I mean, we've been in this position before where it didn't air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it didn't air right. until like years later. <laughs> so let's, 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 I think that's a good question. Uh, why don't, why don't you talk about one name something that's kind of frightens you about the future, and then I'll and then I'll go. Okay, I'll I'll start with with the low ball here and, and say uh, nuclear war, nuclear warfare. That's that's a pretty nuclear big one. warfare. Um, wow, I as like our, it. As our, you like it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a it's a really good topic to. <laughs> it's a great topic. Uh, but I mean, as technology increases, our ability to build more warheads and our ability to mass produce them and maybe even find crazier things that we're not even aware of like yeah um there you know the, i guess it's the advanced weaponry i could i could umbrella it with that like totally even if it's not a if it's not a nuke but it's just like some guy shoots this beam from 100 miles away that sends like a sound through my brain that just completely explodes my eardrums like i don't want that oh either, yeah so it's mars attacks it could be the fucking death star that's true we could even be we could not even be humans that we're gonna have to deal with it could be other species like oh man these guys are getting too advanced we got to go crop them down so when you think when you're saying nuclear war in the future are you thinking when you think of the future do you think positively or negatively i overall try to maintain optimism uh in everything that i do so yeah. that includes my outlook in the future but there are nights where i am up at night just like dang like nuclear war Along the same vein as, as like, oh man, if the sun went out, like we'd have so many hours to live. It's just like that weird existential like fear of knowing that you're so small and insignificant and that you could be swept away off this planet at any given moment. Right. And so like sometimes that like hyper paranoia combined with my neuroticism just <laughs> builds and builds and builds. And I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be. And, and then you see things in news, in the news that like 
is more is more inclined to give you that than the yeah, sun yeah. is going to go out. Like you see things that make you more scared of like oh yeah nuclear war and stuff. You, you turn see, the news you know, on and you're like oh god yeah. tomorrow's it. You dip your head in politics for a second. You're like oh my god what is ha- who's running this? Live every this day like insane. it's your last. You never yeah. know. Yeah, live every day like it's your last, or live every day like tomorrow's going to be the future. So you got to get there. Tomorrow is the future. Tomorrow is the future. Um, um, I'll tell you about well oh were you did you have a point to finish there? No, go ahead. No, no, no. It, looked, it sounded like you had a quick... I was little, I was about to smoothly hit. transition us into another topic, and it seems like you were about to do the same thing, so I'll, I'll Oh, I, well, I wanted to tell you what scares me about the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you almost left me out. My fears. Well, yeah. Don't leave my fears behind. <laughs> I figured I figured we resonated so, so succinctly with the thermonuclear war that I wasn't sure if you were on the same page entirely. Oh, with that no. I have a drastically different fear. Oh Jesus! What is it? Well, Terminator. I don't want to frighten you. Oh. I don't want to frighten okay. you. But it might already be lurking at our door. What? It, the fear. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Amazon. Don't, don't even look. Yeah. Probably Amazon. It actually has to do with Amazon. Okay. Artificial intelligence. Hmm. Wow. I see. Okay. I see. Yes. Get this. Wow. That's a big. That's a big one. I think. I think. Uh, Stephen Hawking says that. The, that. The greatest thing man should fear right now. Did Stephen Hawking die? Yeah, poor guy. Ah, oh, God. Great guy, rest though. Rest his soul. Great guy. Great, rest he, his soul. He provided he, us this insight that you're about to give. Exactly. But he did say the greatest threat to mankind, above all else, is artificial intelligence. Mm. That's a direct quote from Stephen Hawking. Look it up. Smartest guy on the that ever existed next to Albert Einstein. I mean, honestly, probably one of the smartest. Um, but, like, listen, like... How do we know that artificial intelligence isn't lurking right now? That we haven't already created AI? Oh, it exists. Oh, 100% it exists. It exists in different ways. It's just not entirely combined into a human body that you can, like, ask questions and it can yeah. sense, you know? But it's there. But like, it's in our algorithms. It's on the internet. What if Alexa? What if Alexa already is just, like, plotting? You know what I'm saying? Like, artificial intelligence is, like... Oh, we're just, I mean, like, artificial intelligence doesn't see time. It just knows, like, it knows, it knows everything, basically. It just gathers sense data and then, and then parses it out accordingly to the uh, sort of algorithms that it has set up to parse it with. And it's like, this is good. This is bad. This fits my equation. This does not. And that's the scary part because exactly. there's there's not a lot of emotion. There's not a lot of feelings in there. It's not like you can ask them what they think about a soundtrack to a movie that's supposed to instill some kind of emotion because they won't they won't have an opinion on that. But if you ask them to carry out a task like move the desk, uh, there was something that that a robot did where it was like uh, they were they were going to give it the command of to put everybody uh, to put objects on top of uh, a table. <laughs> and the way that it did that was to smash the table down to the ground and oh then just God. drop the objects on because that was the most effective and efficient way to do it. Oh, so then geez. you think about that when you when we relinquish control or either voluntary or involuntary to the AI and we're like, all right, help keep this planet safe. And they're just like, all right, cool. We'll kill all the humans first because that makes the most sense. Yeah. And then we'll start, you know, revivifying the rainforest and stuff like that. Literally feeding directly from my brain now where we're like, oh yeah. All right. Artificial intelligence, do everything, do the most things that keep the planet safe. And they're like, yep. Kill the, kill the humans. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, it's I mean, and it's like it's around right now. So like, you you just never know. Like, what if what if artificial intelligence already has that idea, but they're just like, well, the humans are just they're continuing to update us and make us more powerful. So we're just waiting for the right moment. Like, well, and if you think about it from that perspective, we are actually not. We don't have our own best interests in mind most of the time. As a general species, we have the interests of furthering technology in mind. So maybe they do already mm-hmm. have our their sort of receptacles in us. Is that a word? And then yeah, receptors, tentacles. They, yeah, they got their tentacles inside yes. of us and in, in our brain, and they're just they convincing do. us to work on it. <laughs> it's the a, the AI overlords. Them called them. <laughs> Alexa and Siri, Terminators, here, everywhere, more. <laughs> and they just keep building more and more. So wait, okay, okay, building off of this AI thing. Yeah. We can get into like the more futuristic representations of AI that don't exist yet, but could exist in the near future. Sure. And I'm thinking of some particular movies and one that we watched uh, actually together a while ago when we lived together. What? Uh, the, the one movie I was thinking of originally was Ex Machina, but I don't uh, think we watched that together. But I've seen it. Yeah. And then the other one was Her. Yeah. Which we, which we, you, you, you watched and then told I me think about. we watched that together. And then we watched naked. it together. Yeah. No, we were spooning the whole time. <laughs> Eating beans and weenies. It was great. That was the hottest tech movie I ever seen. That was after we watched directly after we watched The Human Centipede. We're like, you know what? Let's put on her. It's a nice little put on her, like calm it down. (laughs) (laughs) But we still kept spooning through the whole thing. For real, that that movie does put it in like a a spin on things where I don't see that as out of the ordinary to if people haven't seen her, I'll spoil it for you here. Sure. Yeah. Quick he spoiler. falls in love with his operating system. Basically he falls in love with Alexa Siri. or Siri, Alexa. Yeah. yeah. And I don't see that as out of the ordinary or not out of the, it's not a, all right. Out of the ordinary. I don't see that as out of the question in the future. Yeah. And the way it's presented, it makes you, it makes you empathize with him because you see, Honestly, you see a weird side of AI that I've never seen before, which is that empathetic side. It's that side that you can ask about a, a concert and they give you like a feeling about it. You know, that's the thing that we don't really have in AI. Yeah. And that's when I will start really worrying about AI because that's when it will have like, who knows? Who knows what it can do then? You know, right. that's like, well, yeah, more human and, and like human. when you can really have a question or uh, a conversation with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now, like Alexa or Siri, you you have to phrase your question absolutely correctly for them to give you any information. Yeah, uh, but they I, have pre-made responses almost. It seems like. Yeah, I, I but I I think I think conversationalism within AI is right around the corner. Like they're they're making leaps and bounds with everything. You know, what I'm saying virtual reality it, like it blows your mind if you haven't. That's true. Done that's true. VR yet? It will blow your freaking mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and and you can get social with VR, and then it's like, wow. Well, if you're poorly socialized in this world, it's almost like uh, technology and and artificial intelligence is giving you another shot. Yes. I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if we changed the name from artificial intelligence to something less like weighted, like you know, artificial, like it's fake, like alternative oh, intelligence yeah. or something like that for people that do get sucked into these. Uh, these worlds because they offer them more than what uh, people see of them, you know, because we're, we're su- such visual creatures that uh, you see somebody and you kind of mm-hmm. have your, you know, you have a set thing about them and it's very hard to overcome that. But 
Well, I can see that being like a, a fad too, where people are into mainstream VR, and then the cool kids come around, and we're like, "Nah, we listen to alt. V- we're we, we we do alt VR." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in a whole other dimension, man. Yeah. You don't even know. This is underground, bro. <laughs> but speaking of VR, because you you got into some VR, we both got into some VR at at a point in our lives. Yeah. Um, what did you think of VR? What was your experiences with VR? What was your like favorite experience or maybe most like wowing moment? Like for a lot of people it was when they first get in, but well, I mean like in the only experience I had was with your VR system and you had luckily you had the coolest one at the time, I think the HTC Vive, but um shout outs, I think they're giving us money for this podcast, but uh Yep. Sponsored uh, by our Vive. Sponsored by HTC Vive. Uh we'll cut to the commercial break here in a second, but uh no, honestly like when I was doing that thing, when we were, there was a game I was playing where I was on the, it was almost like the beaches in Normandy, mm. and I was shooting at guys coming up the beach. I guess oh, I was on the bad yeah. guys team if they were coming up the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was helping to kill all the Americans. <laughs> yeah, trying to provoke white nationalism. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I don't think there was any tie to it, but. Um, it was like a similar thing where I was behind these dirt bags or these sandbags and I was shooting and I was ducking and I was throwing grenades and I was jumping on the ground to duck under sandbags. And I was like, this is crazy because I was just going all out balls to the walls. And when you take the headset off, you're sweating. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so immersive. And that, that particular game is called Out of Ammo, if I do remember correctly. It's the one you you by far were that the person right. that played it the most. Oh man, um, was which was cool. Oh. Yeah, you loved it, but it it was cool because you could get down on that on that like first person encounter and like yeah. be like you know with the assault rifle. But then all of a sudden you could press a button and you could zoom out to where you could see the whole battlefield, and then you could go and click on the sniper, yes. and then you could be the sniper for a second. That's right. So it was cool to like see a tactical overview, but. Yeah, dude. Because you just jump into people. Yeah, you just jump into your army players. Yes, oh. exactly, exactly. And then, yeah, I almost—I think I almost broke your computer playing that game. Just, <laughs> I was just running gonna, all over the room. I was about to say. I remember one night you came over like super late. You, you gave me a text. You're like, "Dude, can I play VR?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, come over!" And I think by the time you got there, I was like, "Hey, dude." I think Lisa was over, and I was like, "I think we're just gonna go to bed, but please go and play <laughs> VR in my room." And then, like, I remember we were just kind of talking about like how awesome it was that you were so psyched about vr and then i heard this like crash in my in my bedroom that i had made my vr room and i went in there and i sprinted and luckily it was just like a screen that like had fallen but it had fallen back against the wall so there was nothing but you're freaking out you're like dude i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but you like you love to get into it man i loved that oh man i I loved watching you play i was i was going ham in there yeah absolutely that was crazy and i wanted you to be able to have that experience of being in vr by yourself that's why i was like i'm just gonna go in the other room like just you know you're in here by yourself because that was my favorite experience with vr is just being able to fully immerse myself not having to think about other people watching me or or anything somebody a turn or whatever yeah 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 but uh but I, my, I think my favorite VR experience still would probably have to be Audio Shield, which is kind of like a music uh, playing game. It's like a rhythm based kind of music experience. Well, and, you love that because you love that because you love, I mean, like your your original game was Guitar Hero, and it's very that's similar. That's true. That's true. It is very rhythm based, and I also love that you can use any music though. Like I'll just put on my uh, Glass Animals album and just play through that, and it's. It's uh, cool. That though. was cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool when you in- appreciate and enjoy the song that you're playing, and that's what some some guitar heroes would hit that more for me than others. But Audio Shield's just like you can play whatever song you want. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think 
um, the other experience in VR. And I mean, I think this all leads up to like, I think, God, I think VR could take over the world. Like, uh, that ready player one, you know, like mm. everybody's just in VR. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, one of the cool, one of the really coolest innovations in VR that I saw was when we went to the Reggie Watts stand up com- stand up concert in VR. Yeah, I forgot about that. Where like he was on stage as an uh, an as avatar, an avatar, yeah. and we were in the crowd. You could get as close as you wanted to. Yeah, and he was doing stand up, and it was like, whoa, this is this is like the future. Yeah, it was like a bar scene, and you could yeah. like walk around. You could be in the back, or you could go up front. Yeah, it was super, super laggy, and like they were they were struggling so hard with technical difficulties. But it was the first of its kind. It was and the it first. Was, it was cool to be. Yeah, it was the first. Yeah, that was that was really cool to be a part of. Yeah, dang, that was. Cool. And to say that we were a part of it, the first actual like live VR show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty that sweet. Was wild. He had his own special avatar that they created for him that looked like <laughs> Reggie <laughs> Watts. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> um, did you know that they had? And because I think you played, um, I think you played accounting, right in VR. Yes, which was made by the creators of Rick and Morty. No way. Uh, yeah. And they came out with, they've come out with a Rick and Morty VR game oh, that I have wow. and have played. And then they've also came out, they came out with this uh, uh, other game where they have like two other characters that they're like Trover and something. And uh, that's another VR game that they have. And they're like, they're really digging hard into like these other two, the Rick and Morty and the Trover uh trover's awesome adventures or whatever the hell it is yeah um those two are like full-fledged like 40 dollar games so they're really like wow digging deep into vr and i, I think can, that... i mean rick and morty the reason i wanted to talk about the future to be honest is because of rick and morty <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's such a great show it's so thought stimulating in such a wacky way like that's that's the it's perfect so... comedy right there oh my gosh i've been talking to different people about different things lately where Rick and Morty has been the inspiration for my conversation. And they're like, what? How did you think of this? And I'm like, well, yeah, Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick, man. Come on, it all makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And then somehow, once you say Pickle Rick, it just completely sums up the conversation. And they're like, oh, Yeah, and then they're like, wait, yeah. If they've watched it, they're like, yeah, continue this. Or if they haven't seen it, they're like, get away from me. Yeah, or I need to watch this show. Like yeah. some people are like that, but yeah, Rick and Morty. What a great, what a great, uh, what a great show. Great. Well, I, okay. So this that basically what I wanted to t- one of the things I wanted to talk about was time travel, mm. uh, or or int- or I don't know if that goes hand in hand with the alternate dimensions travel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, you're reading my you're reading my interdimensional mind right now. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were um, going to say that because we've done this before. <laughs> because that's true an infinite number of times an infinite number of times only you were purple and i was green yeah and Um, we had star-shaped areolas yeah (laughs) remember that episode i forgot about that (laughs) i died shortly after yeah dude it it is weird to because they they present those kind of theories to you in in the cartoons Mm -hmm. and they do it obviously in a cartoon way but it, it leaves you thinking like yeah, but there's nothing that they said there that couldn't really be possible. Like, there's nothing right. they said there that has has been disproven in any way. Right. Yeah. That's okay, trippy, so, bro. 
so if, tra- <laughs> if time travel, for instance, you know what I'm saying? If time travel, if the possibility of time travel is there, if it is even possible. Yeah. Let's just say it's possible. Okay. Even if it's like in the future, in the way future, we it's invented. Like time but travel that... as in like go to the future of this life or like interdimensional travel? Or is that is that the same thing to you? Let's leave interdimensional out of it for just a uh, second. Uh, all right, cool. Let's just, make to, it... just to make it a little more simplistic. Unidimensional. Yeah, unidimensional. <laughs> <laughs> unidimensional time travel. Okay, we're hitting all the check marks for the future. The future show. We've got it. Unidimensional time travel. Got it. Okay. Terminator, space aliens. Terminator, space, death. Uh, air, star, star-shaped areolas. Uh... Falling in love with your operating system. Okay. <laughs> let's just say, cars. Let's just say. Let's just say it's possible that it could be invented in the future, right? Okay. Like within our lifetime. Not with maybe not even within our lifetime, just within our freaking existence ex- as humans. Yeah, the man existence gotcha, of man. Got you. Got you. Got you. Doesn't that mean? That there's time travelers that are here now or that have been here to this now? Not unless we're, if we're the first people to do it. So if time travel already exists and we're just like living in the past of a time travel that already exists, then yes. But if we haven't hit that spot yet, then no one has been able to travel back yet. Okay, so, but how do we know that, how, how do we... We don't know it, that. We don't know that. There could be, like time travel could have existed already in the future and we could be like living iterations of the past sometimes i think about that like when i die i'm just gonna check out and it'll be like game over you scored x amount of points and i was like oh wow what this is all like a yeah they're like we just sent you back into the past to see how you could do in the age of in the age of technology flowering it was so crazy uh use this joystick to put in your initials (laughs) and you're like oh fuck i didn't get that right <laughs> you got last place, and you you're like, Jesus, place. what? And then, and then you come back the next day. You're like, I'm gonna give it another try. Yeah, you're like, damn, that took thirty years. Pop out as a whimpering baby. <laughs> Your girlfriend's like, where have you been? I I need thirty more years, babe. <laughs> I need thirty I, more years. I gotta get this high score. One more play. Man, it sounds like I've got months left of my life. If all all it is is thirty years, I better I better live it up here. Oh, I'm already thirty. I'm dead already. <laughs> Welcome to 30, you old Welcome dead to prick. 30. <laughs> Did you say prick or Rick? Pickle Rick, I think, was the Pickle specific Rick. words. Um, all right, <laughs> since we talked about uh, uh, future in our entertainment and we talked, we brushed on VR a little bit, I want to just talk about one video game that I'm wondering if you've heard about because uh, it's just been it's just been heavy in the in the news recently, and it okay. and it's not coming out for a long time, but it's called. And it's about the future because it's called Cyberpunk 2077. Have you heard anything about this? I haven't heard a single thing. I mm. play iPhone games. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not coming out for iPhone. It's a slick-looking game, but it's got Keanu Reeves in it. He's playing like one of the main roles of the movie. And, or Sorry, it's kind of like a movie, but it is a video game. Yeah. Um, and it's it's made by the same people who made the Witcher series. So, okay. I'm, and since that was such like an... A timepiece of our generation for gaming. I'm I'm interested to see what comes out of it. But if you if you haven't heard anything about it, then I, I won't bore you over the little details that they've revealed because it's coming out sometime next year yet. But um, okay, it it does have it does seem to be like uh you know video games are getting more and more video games are are going like television series where they're getting they're able oh, to yeah, create the famous actors in it. 
Yeah, they're able to create more and more of a storyline, and they're paying more attention to that because, you know, the graphics can only look so good in a game, but you have to have some substance there. Yeah. And it seems like these guys are really putting forth substance, so it'll be interesting to see, because they their last piece, The Witcher, was set in medieval times, it'll be interesting to see what kind of problems and situations they address, yeah. you know, for the future, because it's always interesting to see, uh, you know, like a space odyssey, uh, it's just like always interesting to see how people envision the future in a way. I agree. Um, I mean, like, well, like in Keanu is, uh, I mean, he's, he is the future basically. He's, he's always been the future. Neo. Yeah. He's Neo. Talk about someone who's discovered time travel and has come back. There's your guy. Look at him. That's Keanu. I mean, John Wick, Keanu. What else? Well, he's in some other crazy movies like just, oh, Bill and Ted's adventure. He's time traveling there. Yeah. He's, he's directly correlated. You can't think of Keanu Reeves without thinking of Freaky Man from the future. So why is it, why, uh, what is this game significance of the future? Are you just saying that the video games are becoming like real life people in the video games? The, the video games, yes. Well, the, and, and the title is Cyberpunk 2077. So it's set in a, oh, in a futuristic theme. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's set in the year 2077. Instead of, like I was saying, with the Witcher series, was set in medieval times. They're taking it to the future here. Oh, I got so you. I got you. It'll be interesting to see what kind of conflicts. I know hacking is a, is a, is a very central theme yeah. to the game, which I think is a realistic take. I think if I, oh, yeah. if I was raising a kid right now, uh, you know, teaching them computer science and the ability to like understand computers is is going to be a, a, a solid strategy for them going into the year twenty seventy seven. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't think computers are really going anywhere. It's a solid strategy for now. If you come into a company and you don't know how to use a computer, you're in trubs. Right. But if you also know how to use a computer and how to manipulate the computer, then you're like an invaluable asset. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because the it's it's weird because we don't have brick and mortar stores very much anymore. So that's it's not how you can perform in person as much as how you can perform in the digital space, which is the transition into the uh, into the into VR, VR worlds that everyone's going to live into. Yeah. What, what was the game with the office? Right, uh, you you mentioned it before. It was from the creators of Rick and Morty. Oh, accounting. 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 Oh yeah, yes. like, that is what yeah. makes me think that everybody is just like, yeah, I'm going to work, and they don't even get out of bed, and they just put the goggles on, and they're just in the office. Yes. Yeah, and it, yeah, just take that and make it hyper real realistic, and and there you go. You could that could be you every time you wake up. Yeah. And just like Avatar, when you go to sleep, you pop out of that cage. You have a whole life. Like, you don't remember what happens when you sleep. You have these vague, like, dream memories. But yeah. who knows what happens when your brain shuts off. You could go whole, live a whole life well, and outside it's, there. It's like the Matrix where, like, all right, so in the movie The Matrix, all the humans are in the living in The Matrix and their real bodies are just in little pods on walls. And it's almost like... What if that is the future that we put ourselves into by creating VR and we just we pop out of bed and we don't even get up out of bed? Yeah. And humans evolve into people that just lay in bed and live in VR and then our legs shrivel up and then like eventually surrogates. develop these pods that we're just like, oh, it's better to get in these pods. Yeah. It's so and comfy. we just imprison ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I just, My God. I, I want to be fake me today and tomorrow. And you know, it's getting kind of... It's getting kind of comfortable, so I'm just gonna be fake. Have you seen the movie Surrogates with Bruce? Was it Bruce Willis? Oh, Surrogates. Um, Where they all—that's basically what they do—is they get in. Like you don't find out that they're 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 fake selves and their real selves are in pods until way later. So I'll spoil that one for everybody too. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a trippy. <laughs> once they reveal that, you're like, oh man, how far away are we from this? Yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, and I think that we, like, it's possible that it's not AI or something that imprisons us. It's we put ourselves there. Mm. We put our own selves into a prison of technology where literally all our bodies do is float in water and we are trapped in technology into the Matrix. And is that because... Into the goddamn Matrix. But is that because the AI has convinced us to do that? Because it doesn't have to embody anything. It can just, oh. it can whisper things into our ears through the technology. And it's like, this is a good idea, right? This is a good idea. This is a good oh, idea. Oh, my God. I know. And they convince us, and they convince us that it's our own idea, the inventions that we create, these awesome real, virtual reality, and it's a good idea. They give us awards for them. Oh. They put zeros in our bank accounts because it doesn't mean anything to the robots. Oh, my good God. Great Jim, Scott! we got to go to Mars. We got to go to Mars. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we just figured out. All right, and, and it's you know what's crazy is that I think our brains just exploded right now because uh, and the VR people, the VR people, the actual the all those virtual people out there are listening in. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> they're they're listening right now. And they're like, God damn these guys! Oh, they figured their, us out. Their first episode of their freaking podcast. And they know it all. We're revealing too much. We got to slow trickle this. This is valuable insight. <laughs> Jesus, that just honestly, my mind just freaking. I'm. It's leaking from my ear. I need a tissue to wipe this juice up. Yeah, can't trust anything nowadays. <laughs> Not even your own thoughts. <laughs> but speaking of speaking of, you know, potentially all of this happens and, it, and the world collapses and we got to take a little pod to Mars. What do you think about the colonization of Mars? What do you think about wow. Elon Musk in general and what he's trying to do with everything? Because he's he's doing some things. Yeah, I think he's doing some things in the future. Well, I mean, I think that he's definitely a prolific, uh, a prolific mind in the game here and, and a power player. You know, I'm seeing it's it's uh, first of all, it takes money hmm. to make moves in the future, and he's got it, mm -hmm. and he's also got a creative mind and the want. The want for it needs you need money and the want to do something like that. Yeah, because there's plenty of people that have the money to do it. Do you think there's an authenticity the and like a genuine moral code behind what he's doing? Um, I, I, you know what, I don't know enough about what he's doing about how genuine moral he is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think like things like the hyperloop and things. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's. I think. I, I think that was genuinely like, hey, let's let's push. Uh, let's fix this traffic problem. Like, let, yeah. there's there's a clear problem for people. There's a pain for people. Let's yeah. eliminate that. Yeah. And if you look at his, like, you know, the three projects that he's probably correlated with the most, which would be maybe the Hyperloop, um, automated cars, SpaceX, yeah. and going to Mars, and then, like, maybe solar. Like, he's done a lot for solar. He's, uh, like, solar batteries and, and banks and, and solar farms and, and these panels that are just, like, your roof basically your roof tiles so yes. he's doing a lot to like help sustain us in into the future which is something that a lot of people with that kind of money aren't doing right. a lot of people with that kind of money if you ask them would you rather have a better future or just get yours now you'd be surprised that how most people would answer that question because well, it's, yeah it's mostly get yours now yeah get yours now but with elon it, it seems a little different so totally it's, uh, and i i think it's i mean the way he does it too like with the hyperloop he didn't really do anything with it besides put his his thoughts and the ideas and the blueprints out there yeah. and let other people run with it. Right. 
Right. And people did. Yeah. And somehow people did. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they, they trust him. And then he's also willing to not hoard his ideas because he's like, well, maybe someday I'll get to work on this and then I'll make money on it. He's like, this is a good idea. And I just don't have time for all of these good ideas because they're just constantly floating through my head. So if people will listen to me and I can get the ball rolling on these and other people believe in them, then yeah. why not? Yeah. And with SpaceX, too, it's like uh, I think I think like NASA has had a lot of uh wind taken out of its sails mm. so having a private its own private like his own private nasa yeah. yeah is a great is a great move i think i think science should be pushed further more and how do you the, push it how do you push it more than having competition like exactly. there's no competition for nasa before that's true. and now they have a benchmark to put themselves up against where they're like oh shit spacex is they're planning going to mars like what are we doing yeah we're not doing it we're just taking everybody's money and just like kind of taking trips casually up to the up to our little space center up there. Yeah. You know? Just putting a new lens on the microscope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just changing batteries up in space. <laughs> changing the goddamn batteries. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's not just NASA. It's the whole, we could get into a whole political thing. Sure, there, sure. You know? And then if, if you get political with space, I immediately start thinking about all the space trash we just have floating up in the, like, our, our, our world is just being constantly orbited by tons of trash. And just debris from 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 old satellites and and just uh, you know op, like all of these operations that we're doing like changing the battery sometimes yeah. a screwdriver gets away and then you're just like oh well oh, I see that coming back around <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get it that's for sure well I Jesus. mean there is space trash but I I do feel like if we're talking about trash we probably should figure out the trash on Earth before it's destroyed mm. uh, yeah you know what I'm saying. I do. I mean, do we just shove it all trash just into space? Hopefully, trash away into infinity in space. <laughs> yeah, we should shove it all in space. Can't Elon Musk invent a tool that takes all the trash <laughs> into space? <laughs> Dude, speaking of trash, like space trash that we have floating around our Earth, yeah. uh, he has a car up there oh, that's with some right. with like a fake person in it. Like, if it's not I don't trash. know how practical. I'm just waiting for the day that that runs through something trying to get out of orbit, and they're like, oh, foul oh. ball there, Elon. <laughs> like, SpaceX stocks first, just plummet. Our first day. mission to Mars, the car hits it. <laughs> it's like, oh, dang, I, I'm, I'm going to feel oh, really bad. Irony. I feel really bad. We didn't we calculate just... <laughs> for the damn car. We got a GPS locator God in it. God damn it, Elon. <laughs> Uh, speaking of speaking of going to Mars, yeah. uh, what do you think about the what do you think about Mars Volta? What do you think about the band Mars Volta? Mars Volta. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't listened to them recently. Yeah, I haven't listened to them in a long time. Um, no, uh, there was something that I really I kind of want to bring take it back from Mars and bring it back. Let's bring it back to Earth for a second. Okay, you were talking about the trash. Is that something you wanted to highlight on all the no, trash that we were dealing with? No, there? no, no, no. Because okay. no, no. that's that a was... that's a problem. I don't know how to deal with, man. We got to take that yeah. one step at a time. Everybody, uh, that's consume responsibly. It's a whole another. Uh, as a whole another episode. Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> Rethink. Uh, so I'm sitting. I'm sitting and I'm drinking a beer at this brewery the other day, mm-hmm. and they're having like this kind of festival, or whatever. Uh, and all of a sudden, a drone flies up over me. Oh, did you and feel unsettled I'm, by this? No, I. I mean, I just took a look at it and I was like, "Oh, there's there's a drone." Mm. Um, but I started to think, you know, what I mean, 
when is it where there's i mean when is it where there's a day where that doesn't even spark my interest at all you know uh, every time it flew over me i'd take a look up at it because i'd hear it buzz Mm -hmm. Um, but eventually you won't hear it buzz eventually it'll get smaller and and less noticeable and then there'll also be more of them like you're saying and then you'll just be like oh there's just drones everywhere maybe that's how we that's how we turn into our, our little surrogates as it just starts out as us being drones that fly around. Do you think beep, 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 talk to each other? Do you think it'll be a, there'll be a day when we look up in the sky and, and uh, we, you can't look up in the sky without not seeing a drone. I think that uh, as a correlate to that thought, I think that I already can't look up in the sky without seeing like a plane or something like that. Right. And that's something that I could never, I could always do as a kid. I could look up in the sky and not see any, plane marks i could look up into a clear sky and now there's just so much air traffic already since i've been around that i can't any longer do that so yeah Yeah. i do think that that drones i mean and you might not be able to see them because if they're if they get tinier and tinier and more resilient and they can fly higher in the sky they might just get to the point where you just don't even know they're there until they land on your shoulder or something like that right you know well i mean like so i think i think there could be different sizes you know they're delivering you could be delivering packages through amazon Mm. they could be um, I got you. There's, we're, I was talking to somebody that they already use drones. Power companies use drones to monitor their power lines. They'll go and just mm. take a look at the power lines. How long before? How long before the power lines down and the drone just pick, has fixes its own it? Mechanical arms and fixes it itself. Dang, R two D two drones. Yeah. No, we call them droids. Then we'd have to call them droids. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Well, that goes back into your thing of of. of technology replacing people like semi-truck drivers or grocery store workers or mm-hmm. that type of thing the people that fix the power lines just be replaced by drones with arms yep. why not well they, I, yeah. there are already robots that do surgery with arms yeah you know? there there's a very like generous estimate by the year 2025 uh so many just normal jobs will be taken over by automation that it's that it's just going to make our head spin really but uh yeah yeah but uh, as far as getting back, getting back to the drones, because that, that is an interesting conversation, and I was thinking initially for voyeur drones, like if you just want to see, you can make it very tiny, but you're thinking, you know, delivering packages and stuff like that and fixing yeah. power lines. Yeah. And I think, honestly, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if that stuff already exists on a military tech level. Right. I, when I was in New Hampshire with, with Puf and we were doing our, our van trip, uh, we met up with a guy who is a longtime fan of Mr. Phantasmo. His name's Bob. If you're out there, Bob, listen, what's up, Bob? Um, and so we went and visited him with his family, and he took us to an awesome spot, uh, like a hike. We we hiked up this little mountain. Yeah. And at that time, we were just all about filming our adventures. So we brought our camera, and we also brought our drone. And I went up. We went up to the top of the mountain. And I was like, sweet, I'm gonna take like some sweet views up here. Yeah. And I sent. I I take my drone up and I send it up at a nice 45 degree angle. For about 10 seconds and then it's like you know it's a decent way up there and i'm getting ready to like pan and do some shots and then all of a sudden it just it just drops straight down to You're the ground drunk. oh god and, and i just see it falling 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 and and i knew that it had this built-in like adjust feature like maybe it could catch itself and i was just like <laughs> come on man come on come on come on and you just saw it like plummet downwards and then as soon as it crashed i was like delirious i was like laughing like hi isn't that crazy isn't that crazy we just lost like a 400 hundred dollar drone that pew's uncle let us borrow it's amazing oh my god and then uh immediately bob was like oh man we got a frago on our hands and that's when i remembered that bob actually served uh several several times in afghanistan and uh and overseas and he 
he was like a frago because I, I asked him what a frago was yeah. and that was what they would call something uh what, what would happen when a when a drone of theirs would go down behind enemy lines oh, and it meant that everybody had to drop everything they were doing because this military tech was not something that they wanted to get to be in the hands of the enemies because it was so advanced so high level so ahead of everything that they were using right. that they everyone dropped everything and they and they used like a gps tracker which we tried to use this thing had like a gps tracker <laughs> so i had my ipad out but we, we we walked up and down that mountain just me and bob and like the dot never moved he's like yeah normally our technology worked but this one doesn't seem to be doing anything uh, yeah. no i guess just back to my original point you wonder what kind of tech the military already has with with this sort of like oh, to send yeah. out a drone that can have a little mechanical arm to go and just solder yeah. a wire real quick or something like that yeah yeah i mean i think i think you're right that it's probably if we can think it it's probably out there yeah yeah it's i mean uh, maybe not maybe not if we could think it but <laughs> but a lot of it's at least that, being worked on yeah it's at least being worked on it's at least being looked into as as a possibility the brightest minds um anyways okay so i have i have a couple things that i want to do i have i have uh two which one questions that i that i want to ask you and get your take okay on. so there's okay. three there's three options for each of these the first one is uh which one is which one do you think happens or happens first in the future? Mm -hmm. And then I'll give you a couple options for that. And the other one is which which one do you which invention would you take now that feels like it's from the future? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like this. All right. So the first one. All right. Which one? Which one happens first uh, to you in, in the future? Um, we <laughs> we have we have uh, we have uh, you can ride in a flying car. Okay. You can travel into outer space. Like anybody can just like Airbnb up to up to outer space for for uh, a night yeah. or something. Okay. Or we we figure out how to live forever. Oh my god. And which one would you um, want to happen more? But which one do you think would happen first? I think the first thing is Airbnb up to outer space. Airbnb up to outer space. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Would you do that? Oh yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. I, I mean, I if I had a lot of money, I'm sure it'd be expensive. Yeah, no, you got to wait for like 20 years. So I hope <laughs> it comes out like tomorrow and then I go when I'm 50. <laughs> when it's like the bargain the bargain <laughs> flights up there, I'll fly economy to the moon. <laughs> um yeah, I I kind of think that that's probably the most feasible uh, in the near future. Yeah. But I wanted to throw out the idea of living forever because I thought that it was an interesting question. Like, if you had the ability and the funds and everything lined up for you to live forever, uh -huh. would you would you carry James going forward ad infinitum, mm -hmm. or would you would you choose to to sign off? Well, I think um, I think. tough if somebody asked me if i wanted to live forever right now i'd probably say no i don't want to live forever yeah but at the same forever's time, a long like, time I, do. I don't want to die yeah right but do you do you feel I'd like be down to live a couple hundred more years yeah yeah <laughs> but it's 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 all or nothing you you, you hit that box and yeah. it's early technology so we have no way to revert it afterwards it's just yeah you're there forever it's tough yeah if you're if like, you live forever and everybody that means everybody lives forever Unless you unless die. yeah unless you go out in like a like a battle or something that'd be the only way you got yeah like or you get smushed or something like that someone deletes your memory chip then you're gone yeah yeah but ultimately like you don't you're saying like you don't die of old age or you don't like yeah they cure all sicknesses yeah basically like that yeah but if your body gets obliterated you're done if 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 enough of your body gets obliterated because at that point we'd probably be able to replace you mostly we could rebuild you better yeah you faster stronger. Work. 
You 3D print the body yeah. parts. You 3D print it out of it. This is another thing that I want to talk about later on. A little thing that you had in your book bag. You could just pull it out and 3D print yourself a new arm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man, had to had to 3D print 75% of my body today. Got in a nasty accident. but uh, oh, You must have been using some cheap-ass freaking printing cartridge because your body looks crappy right now, bro. You better put some clothes on that. Yeah. I'm trying to get that stainless steel, but you know I got I can't afford it right now. It's working on. <laughs> Would aluminum. you want to live forever? No, I don't think so. No, I'm. I'm. I'll be. I'll be content with. Uh, you know, with my time here because I think that after a while, I'll. I'll lose my. I'll lose that thing that you see in little kids when you're just hanging out with them and they're completely amazed by every single thing around them and the world's so new and fresh and like that's how the world is really meant to be experienced, I think. Mm -hmm. And then as we age, we just kind of lose that through, you know, just growing up with our peers and our community and our media and everything. It just kind of takes the, the dream out of, out of life. And I think that like, that's, that's kind of why you do die is because like eventually you got to make room for those people who can get in there and like really appreciate what life has to offer and really because it inspires everybody and, and it helps bring forward better humanity i do think that as we iterate as as humans we get better and better and better so yeah. i'm willing to acknowledge that these younger kids now that i'm 30 years old pretty much that these younger kids are like they're part of a better generation they're going to think quicker they're going to think smarter they're going to think more eco-friendly hopefully right um and, and it's just going to be like a better species of humans or we will we will die like we've we've always iterated better and if we don't, I think it's just going to like, that's, that's going to be where we either hand it over to the robots or we just, the planet collapses in on itself. Yeah. We hand it over to the dang AI Alexa. <sighs> Alexa. Picks it up from us. We need to have a celebrity death match between Alexa and Siri. I want to see that claymation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why hasn't MTV done that yet? I don't know. They need to bring back that series. <laughs> it's a phone versus an echo. It's like, um, okay. So, all right. So along those lines of living forever though, the other thing that I think about is, uh, the possibility of curing, quote unquote, sleep. Mm. So making it so that humans don't have to sleep. That would essentially double our lives. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you would, there, it, it would just be like there would be something that we could do to make it so we no longer need to sleep. Yeah. Or we could sleep hyper efficiently. I, I love sleep. Yeah. And then and then it's like all condensed yeah. because I th I don't think I sleep. You know, there's already a lot of people like sleep apnea machines and things like that and sleep studies. Uh, you know, everyone right. uh, suggests that I I get a sleep study because I feel like I need at least ten to eleven hours just to. So I'm well rested yeah. if I can, I can survive on less than that, but I don't feel truly well rested until I get that much sleep. And that could just be because I'm sleeping incorrectly. I'm sleeping inefficiently, yeah. like the way that I'm breathing or the way that I'm laying or whatever. You are a sleeper. Oh yeah. I've always known you to be, oh, you're a sleeper. You're, you're not, you're not to be waked. Yeah, no, no. Not, it, not, it's not even possible to wake you. Well, and I will say that, you know, that that was a bit of a previous iteration of me. And now I, I'm I'm getting better about it because I just like have so many things that I need to do. Yeah. And I get so down on myself if I'm if I sleep 11 hours and I'm like, wait a second, really? Yeah. Like that three hours, I could have done so much in that three hours. Right. So I think it's the responsibility of, of pulling myself up and, and, and trying to do what I'm doing that that is making me kind of take a take a, a a steeper approach into like cutting down my sleep but i still think that i'm fighting a battle that i don't that i don't necessarily need to be fighting all the way because i think i could be sleeping better and i think 
like, to get back to your original point, I think that would be amazing. Uh, it'd be amazing to like, just go lay your head down for five minutes and wake up being completely ready to go. Um, because yeah, if I you think could, if you could do that, it'd be amazing. Yeah. I think people on wall street, uh, I think they do that already as it is. So, you know, and their lifespan just, it gets cut drastically when you don't sleep. Like I, we are fortunate enough to live, uh, very close to a doctor. Pew's sister is, is married to one. So I get to ask him all these weird questions all the time. Like, you know, how much do you really need to sleep at night? Yeah. Um, as I'm getting like six hours, I'm like, is this, is this okay? Yeah. And, uh, he's like, no, 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 you should, you should definitely get like at least eight hours of sleep every night. Um, or else, you know, every time you don't, you're just kind of taking, it's like smoking a cigarette almost. You're just taking years off of your life. Right. But, uh, I was reading this book, uh, called sleep, honestly. Oh. And it's by a sleep, it's by a sleep doctor who does, he is, was the first sleep, uh, therapist on a major league soccer team. Okay. It was like Manchester United or something. Okay. Um, but he talks about sleep and how you should sleep. Uh, what kind of things you should sleep on, mm. like how your mattress should be, how your pillow should be, which way you should lay in bed, and how you should think about sleep in terms of, uh, of uh, what do you call it? Not not hours per night, but sessions okay. uh, per week. Okay. He says you should sleep. Think about sessions per week. Interesting. Yeah. So you uh, sleep in. Uh, what do they call it? Where you sleep in this REM cycle, know, ninety minute cycle cycles? Yeah, so you should try to get this so many cycles per week. Mm. And if if you only get one cycle this day, that's fine. You need four cycles this day to catch up. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting, you know. I think I I think there could be some I, yeah. I think there could be some waves made in sleep to enhance the length of our lives and just in, in how we understand it. That's what that, that book was. It's just like, you, you, yeah. you might not know this because no one talks about how to sleep, but this is how I've discovered how to sleep through science. Exactly. Just curious because I did talk about that in a commentary that I did recently, actually the one that I, where uh, we intro- reintroduced the, uh, us and the inside story, but I talked about sleep and I talked about, uh, I was, I was kind of questioning out to the world. What, do you guys think would be the best position to sleep on one of your sides, on your back or on your stomach? Do you know, did he say something? I, I think you, I think you mentioned that he said like your position that you should sleep in. He did. It's uh, it's, you should sleep on your, so that if you're right handed, you should sleep with your right hand on top of you on your side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. Um, so, and, and the reason being that we, and he says sleep on your side. Sleep on your side. You should sleep in the fetal position with your uh, with your dominant hand on top. And that would be reverting back to the caveman state or something like that to where if you needed to defend yourself, mm. you could easily defend yourself with your dominant hand gotcha. or your dominant leg. Uh, the book is called Sleep, The Myth of Eight Hours, The Power of Naps, and The New Plan to Recharge Your Body and Mind by Nick Littlehales. Uh, pretty good read. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Did, did he hey, say he anything? Much... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I, I was wondering if he said anything uh, in particular to, and, and maybe it had to do with the position that you sleep in or maybe just something else, but uh, in relation to like the blood flow of, of, of sleeping. Because with the dominant hand, I mean, obviously, yes, for the caveman days, that would be good to like defend yourself mm-hmm. but i'm thinking nowadays right. he's still recommending that and i'm wondering if maybe you take some of the blood flow away from your dominant hand to give it like a rest 
or something like that. Just because with gravity, you know, that was that was my principle behind it. Yeah. I was like, maybe you maybe you enrich one side of your brain more than the other, just depending on what side you sleep on. That but, could be. And I, I didn't finish the book. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Most books like that, you, most of the information is packed in like the first three or four chapters. So if you just read it until it stops getting interesting and they start going into like the minutia of their theory, then that's that's usually enough to get a good... It's a good, good no, it's a good book, and I recommend reading it. And you probably, I probably will read the rest of it someday. But you don't have to sleep with it on your side. You can sleep with the dominant hand in front of you, folded up a little bit, okay. or you know, I mean, so the blood flow. It doesn't feel like anything's going to sleep or anything. But what, one thing I've noticed when I take that advice is I do sleep on that side, and I can breathe better. Hmm. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I breathe a lot better sleeping with my dominant hand on the top interesting than i do pointed the other way i don't know why weird my nose gets stuffy sleeping the other side i it could be a could be a mental thing but i've noticed that yeah well i mean hey if it works for you luckily i I already sleep on that side of my of my body but i guess maybe unluckily for me it's probably it's probably like not intentional that you do that but it's natural that you do it because you breathe better if you sleep on that side yeah yeah, and uh, t- tell us in the comments below. And you, honestly, most of the time in in the middle of the night, Pufel suddenly attacked me with a, a spear similar to <laughs> another caveman. So it's good that I can defend myself with my right hand and just knock her back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's a sleep attack. It's a sleep out. attack. So she knows when she wakes up with the with the bruise on her forehead, she knows it's unintentional. It just had to happen. All right. So uh, do you want this? Do you want this other which which one? Uh, yes. Which one question? All right. So yes. this is this is something that uh, these are things that exist now, uh, and, and they're they almost seem futuristic. Like they would have seemed futuristic if you would have told eight year old me. Um, but would you? Which one would you take out of these three inventions? So you can have a jetpack, one that one you know like the ones that kind of hover on the water that they have right. going around, where you can where you can get some serious air and it feels like a jetpack. I'm sure. Oh wow. Um, or you can have a wireless headphone translator. So you can have this headphone that, these headphones that as you hear people speaking a different language, it translates them into your language, like yeah. live on the fly. Okay. So these are both things that already exist. Yes. Okay. And then the third one is uh, solar self-sufficiency. So you're completely solar powered. You never have to worry about electric bills or anything like that. So which, which, which of those three would you, would you, uh, would you consider? Well, in my, I mean, like, I'd love to be able to talk to people with different languages and, and on a, on a dime. But I honestly, yeah. where I live, I don't talk to. There's not a lot of people I talk to from a different language. That's true. Yeah. So the solar self. You'd have to do more traveling. Yeah. The solar <laughs> yeah, self sufficiency. Yeah. 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 The solar yeah. self sufficiency would be incredible. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And what and, do you think? Yeah, I, I would probably. I mean, the fun in me wants to do the jetpack just for like an hour, and then yeah. obviously, <laughs> yeah, I'll take the jetpack for an hour. <laughs> Circumstantially, when I'm traveling, like I'll want that translator. But I think for day to day use, obviously, the solar self sufficiency is is definitely the way to go. And if you're super sufficient on it, you can actually start selling that power back to the electrical grid and, and actually make some money off of it. So, oh my god, um, you start selling power. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like a money, a money making scheme. It's like bitcoins, basically. It's. I was just gonna say it's like bitcoins. Invest now, dang. <laughs> Too dang, bad when you know bitcoins what? first came out, we didn't think of them as the future. You know what was crazy is me and you lived together when that was happening, and we talked about getting a miner for five hundred dollars, and we were like, we did. Nah, dude, that's not gonna happen. Nah, that's a waste, waste of five hundred bucks. That's a, that's a harebrained idea. 
<laughs> Could have been rich. Oh my god. That's gonna take so much power to work that thing. Yeah, dude. I just remember seeing a video of, of like somewhere over in like uh maybe Middle Asia or something where they had this this building set up, this like warehouse with like yeah. eighteen thousand power cords going into it and it was just walls and walls and walls <laughs> of all these processors that were mining and I was like Oh, there's no way we're going to be able to compete with that. Yeah. So I guess you know we're not going to get a, like what's our little five hundred dollar computer going to do? Exactly. But turns out we're idiots. Now they have so, apps that you know. your phone can mine for you if you want to. Oh my goodness! It's like a it's like a idle game. You just get on there and tap all the bitcoins every once in a while. Yeah. Collect them. Idle bitcoiner. It's just that easy. <laughs> um, all right. So here here are. A, uh, a couple other uh, which ones would you take that I just think I thought were too good and you'd probably just obviously take them and maybe I'm mm. speaking personally for the first one but I got two here that I'd like to get your thoughts on of just like crazy stuff it's it's not as uh, groundbreaking like uh, in the in the medical world or anything like that like the stuff that I was seeing on that reddit that subreddit before but yeah um, this was this was amazing and it, it, it's like it's so obvious uh, but so practical uh, this first one's so dumb compared to the second one, but I'll say it anyways. It's like an alarm clock mat. So basically, because, um, you know, me and my sleeping issues, it's basically a mat that you can see the time on, so it acts like a clock. But in order to for it to go off in the morning, you have to stand on it with both of your feet for three seconds, and uh, then it will go off. So you actually have to get up and out of bed and stand on the mat, okay. and then it'll turn the alarm clock off, which is, okay. again, maybe not something that you would have picked over the solar self-sufficiency, but I probably would. <laughs> Just because that seems like that could be useful for me. Um, <laughs> I have no problem. My, my internal clock, I wake up whenever. I literally will tell myself 7 o'clock and then, God dang it, I'll wake up then. It's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. That is that is a, an amount of mental fortitude that I just cannot muster in dream world at I, all. I honestly don't understand it, but I will. I rarely use an alarm clock. That's awesome, dude. And That's you, and you still like don't and you don't oversleep. I don't. That's the, that's the amazing thing, because yeah. I rarely use an alarm clock, but I, I get those days where it's but just you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> must, must have needed more cycles, yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's the other um, one? Okay, so this other one just completely blew my mind, and you'll probably have to, like, go and watch a video to completely understand it, but I'm going to try my best. Yeah. It's a bio-refrigerator, okay? Oh, wow. uh, because the refrigerator is the most common household device. Any, any household will have a refrigerator. So it's a new look at a refrigerator. And I saw I saw two iterations of it. So the first one I saw was kind of like a shelf system, like almost like you would have a bookshelf on your wall and it was just out in the open and that was a working refrigerator. And then there was an there was another one that was like this wall of green gel. It was like a gel. Non-sticky, non-odorless. And but but and you put the it literally looked like something that would be on a, on a Rick and Morty VR game. Like you put the food into the gel and it absorb and it puts a bubble around each individual item of food and it determines. Is this a real thing? This is this is something that is actively being worked on. Yes, and and the and the way that it can do this is uh, the gel contains bio robots that preserve food based on luminescence, um, which is just light that they can generate in cold temperatures. So you basically have these colonies of micro, like these biomechanical robots um, that they, they transform infrared radiation into visible light. That's how they're able to cool this. And so they can... What the actual fuck? Yeah, it was insane. And, and you know, obviously it's, a, it's, a, it's an animated graphic, but it just looked like the guy just put his hand in 
and like pulled out an apple from this from this wall of gel that was just somehow a refrigerator and then the gel just snapped back into place once he pulled it out and you look at that and you're just like no freaking way will that exist in our no. lifetime uh, that doesn't exist now for sure right um well the, i think the technology does exist it's just not widely produced yeah so i think it i, I think it's like it's there it's it's out there um a, a lot of russian scientists i saw in the video that that it was talking about but uh just crazy absolutely crazy like and i i probably didn't justify it enough through my explanation because it's so damn confusing but seeing it i was just like this is completely revolutionary you know it's it's so much more yeah I, I don't know how how much it takes to sort of upkeep those all those little robots but uh it seems so much more sustainable and so much more uh of, a, of an environmentally friendly way to go into the future aside from you know these bulky freezers full of freon and and, and all that stuff like freon can't be that that can't be doing anything good for the atmosphere. Good. It can't be good. No, no, no. But so green gel, green gel with colonies of robots. Green gel refrigerators, man. I don't even. I'm just worried that those like if you cuss at the refrigerator, those colonies of robots are like fuck you. Yeah. Putting cyanide in that <laughs> apple. Well, um, that was another thing. Is apparently there's ultraviolet radiation that just always is hitting us and our food, and that green gel indirectly protects against that, so it just doesn't like your food also preserves itself more. It just seemed like an. In it oh seemed too God. good to be true. So let's let's say that it doesn't exist, but I'm pretty sure. I'll take it. That's that'd be the one I'd pick oh. though. The green gel in my oh, house. Oh yeah, the green gel. Fridge. Except, I mean, like I don't know that how that fits in the with the aesthetic of my furniture. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's apparently it has gel. to be green. It has to be green <laughs> because be of green. the the way that it works. Like the <laughs> the chemical reaction from the luminescence is green. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I have to hide that in the closet. I think the I, I think the uh, chemical reaction in the luminescence is something that's based on um, what exists in fish in the deep ocean, yeah. like and how you know you can see like fish glowing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not always green for them, but I don't know. Anyways, the human eye sees what it sees. Yes, exactly. <laughs> perception is everything. Um, and speaking of perception is everything, and and speaking of you know, the future, because that is what we're doing on the first iteration of whatever the hell this show is. Um, yeah. I felt like maybe it was important to brush on upon our future uh, right now. And, and because oh. people, people might be wondering, I like people that. might be wondering like what, what's in store for our future and what's in store for the future sure. of, of this. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, we have the podcast, we have, we have uh, also uh, potentially music that we could get into there's there's the future of music for us too which is something that i want to brush on but both of us but uh yeah well uh, go ahead you want me to go ahead with my future just do what what you have what you what you feel like the the future i mean i'll, I'll go first and say that personally i feel like uh, i want to i want to let everybody know that this is a podcast that we're going to try to uh we're going to try to take into the future oh we're yeah. going to try to we're going to you are listening on. to a podcast you're listening to a podcast that there will be a second episode of if you're listening to the first one there's yes. going to be a second and there's going to be uh, a first season you could say uh, of these podcasts there's plans for a first season we've been signed on we've been signed on by our ourselves we're signing ourselves Give, we're cutting ourselves signing ourselves on small but 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 gratuitous paychecks and we're going to Mighty. Uh, yeah i went on my shopping spree today actually I'm, I'm wearing all gucci for this but uh so we're, you already credited this baby out. Yeah, I already cashed out. I'm 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 done. Like season that. one, I'm cashing <laughs> season out. Season one, <laughs> season one got you Gucci. <laughs> That's all I need. Dang, baby. that might be that might be the season finale. Season one got me Gucci. Season one got me Gucci. We'll see you guys <laughs> in ten years. <laughs> no, I think I think that's. Uh, 
Oh, no. Continue with your future. I yeah. was going to jump and, in. And, and obviously, like, the future is so moldable, and it's so intangible, and it's obviously so foggy. But these are just ideas that I had, were, were these three main ideas, which was the podcast. And then, obviously, uh, since we've last really talked and, like, tried to do one of these things, I have... You taught yourself the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm also looking forward to uh, that potential in, in our future. I guess just our future together is, 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 what, I'm, is what I'm talking about. And then, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then the last thing would be um, our wedding uh, when, we'll, when we'll get married and, uh, and have children. You and Puf? No, you. Oh. And me. Me and you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's around the corner. Set, set a date. It's going to be a black wedding. That's the date. Around it's the corner It's a black wedding, so we're wearing all black, and we're only inviting African Americans. It's going to be VR. All digital. Reggie Watts will be there. Everything is going to be 3D printed. Wow. Yeah. Including the and food. We've, and we've hired the latest of the latest uh Autobots drone photographer. Oh. oh. Yeah. I heard he yeah. gets some good sweeping pans, some good panoramics. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be time travelers there. Oh man. Albert Einstein, <laughs> Elon Musk, Elon and Elon will be there. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves? Is that a person from the Keanu future? Reeves. Yeah. It's Keanu, Keanu Reeves's stepbrother. Oh, yeah, Keanu Reeves. He didn't and... have the funds to go back in time, but Ke- Keanu, Reeves Keanu, Ru- Keanu Reeves and Keanu Reeves, yeah. They'll both be there, <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077. It'll be revealed there, too. Man, what a big reveal. It's almost like we built that whole podcast around our wedding. I know, it's um, insane. No, but seriously, my, 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 third, my third one was just being able to, obviously, uh, potentially, you know, like, play games together like we used to. That was, I, a, that was a fun experience for me. I and, agree. Uh, I actually found some old Smash Brothers footage that I never released. So oh, maybe definitely. I'll just There's definitely some things that. coming out of the catacombs. Yeah, yeah. We, I guess that. I guess that's the biggest point I wanted to bring across from, to all these people. They might be listening to this, and be like, "Oh man, well, I guess we'll see these guys in a couple of years." But we're here to say that you know we're 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 excited to get back to creating content together again, and I can't promise. You know, as if, as we talk about the future, I can't promise how long that goes into the future, but I I can say that for now, I am definitely I'm definitely pumped about it. So I'm pumped as well, and I think I I will definitely say that if you're listening to this now, uh, you can expect this to run a full season for this podcast for sure. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put the put the pilot season out there, see see what the receptivity is like, and and maybe see if we can just adjust and recalibrate and go back at it because. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like as as uh, the kind of people we are, we just we'll, if we're not creating something at any given point in our life, it just kind of feels like we're spinning our wheels. So exactly, um, this this is a cool thing to continue to create going forward. That gives me uh, gives me a lot of self satisfaction. So I'm in agreement. So fuck the haters, fuck all the haters, <laughs> and that was an episode <laughs> of Two Peas in a Pod. <laughs> we'll see you next time. All right, bye. bye.